Goedemorgen. How are you doing? Are you enjoying the summer? Or are you just happy that it's a little bit cooler today than it was over the week? It's great to have you. It's great to see you. And especially if this is your first time, a very warm welcome to you. It's great that you are here. Maybe you're just here for a short visit or are thinking about relocating to this city. And in, in both ways, you're very welcome. It's great to have you. Uh, we see that over this time of summer that many people come in uh, this city just to explore or even for the future to, to think, hey, is, is this a new place for me to live and spend my time to work, uh, to relocate? Today you have to listen to me because Matt Simmons is on holiday together with his family. So I hope that I don't sound that boring to you. Um, I'm Dutch, maybe you can hear that. Um, I'm a proud Dutchman, so I don't care if you can hear that in my English. If, if, things, if there are things you don't understand, please come to me and I will explain it again in, in good English, hopefully. Um, but uh, I hope that my message will uh, do something in our hearts and really build up a passion for Jesus um, today. And uh, we, uh, we focus as a church on the book of Acts over the summer period. And the book of Acts is, is really talking about church and church life. Why do we do things the way we do? It's not because it's, you know, we, we do a lot of things. We serve coffee, but it's not really, it, it's a helpful tool. But what makes us church is actually what we read in the book of Acts. It's not the coffee, it's not the stage, it's not me, it's not the band. Uh, it's, it's what makes church is really what we're going to read about in the book of Acts. So we focus on that just to help us to understand what is church about. And uh, let's, let's read together. So we start in verse uh, 42 uh, in Acts chapter 2. And it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and the prayers, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceed to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received the food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Let's just close our eyes and invite God to come. Lord, we just love you, Lord. We wanna worship you this morning, Lord. That's, that's why we are here for, Lord, to give you praise and honor, to listen to your word, to study your word, Lord, to get to know you more and more. That's our heart's desire, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We love you because what the Bible teaches us is that you have loved us first. You died on the cross for us, Lord, so we can stand here before you and giving you praise and honor. Lord, speak to our hearts this morning. Holy Spirit, come and open our eyes. Open our hearts to see you, to see the wonder of who you are, Jesus. And help me, Lord, to communicate this well. Lord, and that it will honor and praise your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 
Last week, I had the privilege with a few friends to go to an Ajax game. And uh, I, I, I show you my t-shirt as a proof. As a city, we can be proud of this team. We just started a new season, and, uh, and that, that's always exciting, you know? A new season means new opportunities, new chances. So everyone is in this mood, we will be the champion this year. It will happen this year. But we will say that last year, we will say that next year, that's, that's what the beginning of the season is about. It's to, you know, to build up faith in your team. Yeah, we're gonna do it this year. So we, we won, so good to know, we won. Uh, we, we almost qualified for the next round, so we need to play one more game, and then we are sure. But the wonderful thing about this T-shirt in particular is when you wear this, suddenly people that uh, you don't even know start to talk to you, start to cheer you on. Ajax, champions! That's what happens. It, this T-shirt, many, I was wearing one, my friend was wearing one, and, and many, many people are wearing this T-shirt, and it creates a bond. It, 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 suddenly you feel together, even when you don't know this person. It's, it's a weird thing, actually. It, it could be the person that it's, it, it's, you're calling them because they uh, work for a company and you have a complaint to bring, and that's the person that really annoyed you. And suddenly you don't know this person, and you see him in the stadium, and you're like, yes, Ajax! Suddenly it all disappears, and you feel together, you feel one, there is a unity. And that's, you know, it, it, in, in some ways it got me thinking, preparing this message on church, that people just decide to belong to a big, bigger group. They belong to a community. They belong to, they want to belong, there is a desire to just feel together with, with other people. And uh, that's something in our nature, to be part of something bigger. Even people that weren't wearing a t-shirt like that, they were, they were cheering, Ajax, just to let me know, you know, yeah, I'm supporting that team as well. So it's, it's almost that confirmation. We, we want to do something together. We want to feel that unity. People desire that, people desire to be part of a group, a community, a movement even. It's something in our nature. It's, it's actually the way how we are created. And it's, it's you know, the, in, the, in the Bible, Jesus is teaching about the shepherd and his flock, and uh, that he's the shepherd, and that's a great picture, but also that we are sheep. And that's a great picture as well, because what sheep do is they love to follow. They love to follow the shepherd. And what is in our human being is we love to follow. We love to follow something. We will always do. It's, it could be a political party that stands for something that really you are passionate about there. And, you, and you, you follow that particular person or movement or whatever. We love to follow. We are, we are just like sheep. That's my message today. We're just like sheep. Or a sports club. And that, you know, e even in a demonstration march, you know, sometimes they, they show on the TV that there is a demonstration march and they interview people. Hey, what are you stand for? Why, why are you here for? And, you know, many people give, give a quite clever answer, but some are really there 
because they heard something, what was going on, and they thought, oh, that sounds good. And they, they get in, but they don't really know what, what it is about. If you, if you ask more questions, they suddenly think, oh, I don't really know what, what, what's going on. Why, why did they make that decision? I'm not really sure. But it's, it's almost, it, it drives us to be part of something bigger. And the wonderful thing about God, God knows that desire. That's why he himself, and we can read about that in Acts, he values church. And the first reason why he values church is because God wants to be in relationship. That was his plan from the beginning of creation, to be in relationship with his people. Secondly, he knows that we need it. We need church, we need people around us. Because we, you know, in this city, it's, it's actually, uh, to say this, in a city where loneliness is one of the biggest problems, is even loneliness, the root of loneliness is the desire to belong to something. It's the desire to be in community. It's the desire to be part of something bigger. And many people that move here, their family lives somewhere else, and you, you probably will experience that yourself, you moved here and your family is living somewhere else, friends are somewhere else in the world. And you need to start a social life, a new social life here in the city. And for, for some that can be hard and they start to feel lonely. But the root of that is still the desire to belong, the desire to be part of something bigger, the desire to be part of a community. And God knows that and that's where church comes in. Because he knows that it will do us good to be in relationship with one another and to be in relationship with him. Church is, is God's perfect plan. It's his plan A to build his kingdom. But you know, even, even church, even Christians, some Christians will say, hmm, you know, I've been disappointed many times in church. Church isn't that easy. You know, I've... I, I decided, you know, I, I, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus, I love him, but I don't need that Sunday. I figure it out myself. It's my relationship with God. And I'm, you know, it's not that I don't believe in church. I'm part of the bigger church, you know. The church is worldwide. That's true. That's absolutely true. But you know, Christians in Japan, I can't really connect with them. There, there are many ways in, in these times, you know, social media and and, and Skype and whatever, that we can connect with people over the world. But it's, it's, it's hard. You don't really build community. But even Christians sometimes can be skeptical about church. And, you know, for some reasons, it's, it's a, it, I, I understand them. You know, church messed up in the past. We still hear stories over the news of things happening in church. That you think, how, how is that possible? In, in, you know, how is that possible in, in, in God's people, in a community where people just love God? How are these things possible? Well, me and my wife, my wife Maria here in the front, wonderful lady, um, has nothing to do with what I want to say. But, um, we experienced that in the past as well. A church that doesn't exist anymore today. How is that possible? God had a plan. Church is God's plan A. To, to just build his kingdom. How is that possible that a church doesn't exist anymore? And you know, 
I put it, I put it like this, a phrase. Church is God's perfect plan. The only problem is that God is using imperfect people. Still, it could be God's plan, his marvelous plan for this world. And you know, in his grace, he's using us imperfect people that mess up. But you know, e- even, even though we mess up, God's grace is there. And that, that's, that, that's <laughs> the attitude we need to have as Christians as well, to be just gracious to one another, to think, hey, this is God's perfect plan to keep on building church, even though sometimes it's hard. Or it will disappoint you. Today we're focusing on the first and day by day attending the temple together. This week we will focus more on the public meeting like we we do this morning, meeting together in a church building, uh, the Fondokerk. And next week more the intimate uh, family life of the church, the weekly gatherings during the week, uh, the smaller groups. But today we're focusing more on the public uh, side. And in the book of Acts, we see that God is at work, the Holy Spirit is poured out. That was actually the birth of the church. The church was born. People started together, they actually desired to meet. And it says here, and day by day, attending the temple together, day by day. So we wanna be faithful to the word as Liberty Church. So tomorrow, same time, same location, we expect you here. It's gonna be a new strategy. We, we just meet daily from this time. I'm joking. It's not possible for many of you, you have jobs, etc. And um, you know, it, it could be at this time, there were a lot of festivities going on. So there was a, there was just time to meet daily, so they, they use that time. And often, we will do as a church as well. I mean, in, in the beginning of each term, we have a, a week of prayer, and we, we, we will almost meet daily, or some of us will do, just to pray together and to stand for this city. So some, some seasons we'll do. Uh, in Acts 20, verse 7, it, it actually talks about the church meeting at the first day of the week. Uh, for us, that, that, that could be the Sunday. So... That, that's actually the, the rhythm we, we're using to meet the first day of the week. But when we read this, this uh, bit and day by day attending the temple together, what is significant about the temple, temple that it was built to worship God in a similar way actually why this Fondelkerk is being built. It's to worship God, to meet and worship God. But if you're familiar with the stories in the Old Testament, we read in, in, in Exodus that God gave Moses instruction to build uh, a tent of meeting, a tabernacle. That's another word for that. Why, from that moment, God wanted a dwelling place. He wanted to be with his people. But Christ didn't die on the cross yet, so he couldn't, he couldn't be in, in there itself, but he needed a place where people could meet, where people could bring sacrifices, worship God, repent of sins. So they they built this tent of meeting, a tabernacle. And that was the dwelling place of God. And later, the the temple uh, became the dwelling place of God. And... uh, Later, Jesus, you know, Jesus came to this earth, and um, there is a story 
in, uh, in John, and he's going to the temple, and what, what is happening in the ten- temple, it's actually uh, become a marketplace. People are selling things, and it upsets Jesus. And he makes a, a very radical statement, actually, and, and people at that time didn't really understand what he meant. But God sent his son Jesus, and then he said to the Jews that were in the temple at that time, Jesus replied, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up again. Then the Jewish leader said to him, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and are you going to raise it up in three days? But Jesus was speaking about the temple of his body. So after he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture. Suddenly Jesus talks about the temple being his body. Jesus being the dwelling place of God. It's not a place anymore, a particular place, it's, it's a person. Jesus spoke of his, himself as God's temple, God's dwelling place. And that gave some funny conversations. Maybe you know about the woman of Samaria, the woman at the well. And Jesus knew a lot about her. And that, that, that made that she said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. I acknowledge that. But just to let you know, our fathers worshipped on this mountain. And your people, the Jews, your people say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. And Jesus said to her, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. And I believe that Jesus is telling this woman more than she could understand at that moment. But he is telling her that it's no longer a matter of where to worship, but who is it that you worship? It's no matter, it doesn't matter where. This this church building is beautiful and it's built to worship God. But even outside of this building, we can worship God. That's what Jesus has done for us. Later on, and, and I'm just going quite quickly through this. Later on, Jesus is going to heaven in Acts. The Spirit, in, in the beginning of the book of Acts, the Spirit is poured out. And the thing is that God now dwells in the church through the Spirit. So it was, God was the, the dwelling, Jesus was the dwelling place of God on this earth. When he lived his life on this planet earth, people could meet him, people worshipped him. People saw, yeah, you are the son of God. But then he went to heaven and he said, I will send my spirit, I will send the Holy Spirit. And from that moment, and we can read about it in Ephesians chapter 2, it says in verse 19, so then you are no longer foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. Because you have built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being being built together into a dwelling place of God in the spirit. 
Now the Holy Spirit is poured out. And if you, if you believe in Jesus, that's a work of the Holy Spirit. That you came to faith, that's a work of the Holy Spirit. And we can receive the Holy Spirit daily. And that is an act of God's uh, dwelling in us, in us as a church. In other words, the temple is not a physical building anymore. It is. There is still a temple but for us as Christians, it's not, the temple is not a physical building, but it's the spiritual body of Christ. It's the church. And then there is probably a simple other reason why they get it in the temple, and that's a very practical one. Everyone knows it. So to have a place that people know, that people see, hey, that's where the church is gathering. That's why we actually came into this Vondelkerk. It's probably... It's very central in the city. It's seen, people know it. Are you meeting in the Fondekerk? Yes, that's where we are meeting, as God's people. So why do we value Sunday meetings so much? Why, why do we value this kind of public gathering so much? And first of all, it's for God's glory. You know, us being here together is a display of God's glory. It gives God, God's glory, God glory, but it's also a display of who he is. You know, often when you visit someone's place, someone's house, I go to Rich or uh, I go to Gavin and Robin or... When you go to their, their place, their house, you often understand a little bit more about who they are. When you walk in, um, so, some, a lot of houses in Amsterdam are actually furnished already, but in the furniture and in the paintings that are on the wall, in the books that are on the shelf, you can understand a little bit, hey, this is, this is what that person is like. And that's, that's how church should be. When people come in, that they get an understanding, hey, this is who God is. This is, this is what... God is like. And I don't, and I would love to talk, if you disagree with me, I would love to talk with you afterwards, but I don't know that much other places than the church that are so diverse in people, where people are so different, but totally one and united. Where people that, that, that are totally different share in friendship, gather in small groups, gather in Sunday meetings, encouraging one another. Probably church is one of the most diverse places. Even in, you know, in a city like this, how many in, uh, nationalities are gathered in this, this place? It's incredible. That, that's what God has done. That's what what's God is doing. When God is here, people just gather from every nation, from every tribe. It's God's dwelling place. That's why we value Sunday meetings, because we know that God is here. Isn't that wonderful to realize that God is here? That as we meet, that, that, that we're not only meeting each other, that we're not only in relationship with one another, but that we stand before the living God. And you know that, what we talked about, the Holy Spirit is at work. That means 
that everyone has something to give. You will see spiritual gifts at work in the church. Church is not only a receiving thing. It's, it's, even, it's, not to, it's totally not that. Church is more a giving thing. Everyone has something to give, to bring. And that doesn't mean that everyone needs to stand here because some of you already look terrified. What do you mean with everyone has something to bring? But there is something that God has given you that makes you unique, that you can add to the body. A body only functions, God uses this, this uh, uh, Jesus uses this picture and the Bible uses this picture many times. We as a body of Christ and Christ being the head. And a body only functions when every member, when every part functions well. And that, that's where we all come in. And that is a display of God's glory. To see a people together where everyone has something to bring is totally unique. And together it makes a perfect sound. It makes a wonderful sound to this city. I'm a musician, as, as, as some of you know, and sometimes you can play on your own. And it, it's, for some songs it's quite appropriate and it sounds nice. And it, it really can be touching and, and, and emotional when, when someone just plays on a guitar. But suddenly when you add different instruments, and, and other people join, and even vocals, and there will be harmonies, and there will be different elements in the song. It communicates the same song, it only sounds much better. It sounds great. Suddenly it speaks to many people because they hear something, hey, oh, I like that bit of the song, hey. I like the trumpet. I like how Rich really did the drum solo uh, that morning. You know, it, 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 it can add something to it. That's what church is about. We all have a song to sing. And in, in some ways that works perfectly. We all, and with a song, we all have a part in sharing the gospel with other people. And that could be on a personal level. And it could be very effective because it's not our work, it's God working in us. But when you bind that together, you even have a more powerful song to play. We are much stronger in sharing the gospel together to this city, in building this kingdom together in this city, than we are just on ourselves as an individual. And my question to you is probably, when you come to meetings like this, and, and I'm asking you this as, if you really feel a member of Liberty Church, or maybe if you're still searching, hey, well, where do I fit? What is my church community in this city? And I, will, I would encourage you to find one because it's great to be part of a family. It will do you good and it will do others good. But when you come to a meeting like this, do you come with expectation? Like we said, this is the dwelling place of God. Do you come with an expectation that God can really change something today? The second question, are you prepared? Are you prepared for not only what God is going to do in your life, but are you prepared in what God wants to do through you for others? Are you prepared? Like I said, it's, it's sometimes we, we can have this mindset, even in, in looking for a church community, what, what, what fills my need? 
I need this, I need this, which church fit in, fits in there? And in another way to look at it is, hey, which community can I really give myself to? Where do I fit in? Where, where do I see the need that I can fill in with my, my unique gift? It's, it's, we are part from this church from the beginning on. And till now, we've seen many people come in. And it's just wonderful that we're still sharing the same gospel. We, we do a lot of things in the same way as we did in the beginning. But people that came in just added so much more. That we have this screen, that we have uh, things that even communicate it better. That's because people came in with gifts and said, hey, I know how to do that. I can help out in that. And when we all do that, when we come with this attitude, hey, what can I give? It helps the church to communicate the gospel even better. It's not in the first place receive, but give. And, and I come to that later because now I think, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's, I come to church for my growth as well. And that's true. That's true. But it's wonderful. And you see that in, in, in Acts as well. There is a culture of encouragement that, that people come in, they encourage one another, they help one another out. And if we build that culture of encouragement in our church, when we see the spirit at work and using our strengths, you come in maybe with a heart to give. But if everyone is doing that, at the end you will receive more than you actually have given. If that's the culture in your church, you will receive more, you will grow because many people will give to you as well. Many people will disciple you as well. Many people will help you as well. Will grow you in relationship with God. So if you come, are you coming prepared? Who is it today that you just gonna encourage? What, maybe another question to you, what did God actually do in, in your life this week? Because sometimes we can celebrate the past that Jesus died on the cross, but sometimes we forget that we need to celebrate that God is alive today as well. God is alive, God is at work. Are we celebrating that as well? Or are we sticking in the past that what, what God has done? And that's marvelous, we, I don't, we always need to remember that. We're gonna do that at the end of this meeting as well, breaking the bread, uh, drinking the wine, and just remember what Christ has done. But the reason that God has done that is because he has so much more for you. What is God doing in your life today? What is God doing in your life during the week? Because corporate worship, like we do on a Sunday, is actually built up out of all individuals that come together and give worship to God. Each of us have, have a testimony. Each of us has something that, that God has done in our lives, and we, we worship him for that. But it could even be something that you read in scripture over the week, and it blows your mind. And have you ever thought about, hey, probably this, this, could, be, this could encourage someone on Sunday. I take this piece of scripture, and I'm just, I want to hear from you, God. I, I come in this Sunday, and just open my eyes to see the person that I can encourage that I can give to, that I can pray for. 
if we build that culture of encouragement, it even will display more and more of his glory and it will give God the glory. But suddenly we realize that it's all from him, nothing to do with our uh, wonderful efforts. Secondly, so it's for God's glory, we dis- the glory of God is displayed in and through the church. And secondly, why do we meet as a church in these public meetings? Because we want to be an open door to the city. It's for the sake of the city. We want to welcome people back home. As we call church a family, we want to welcome people back home. People that were far distant as, as we were from God. We, will, we want to welcome them back to their creator, saying, hey, God loves you. He wants to be in relationship with you. We want to welcome people back to God. And that, that, how, do, how we do that is to play this song together, to share this gospel together. If we're really, if we're really doing that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be... Uh, mind-blowing, it's gonna be that, that light on the hill. We will be seen by the city. If, if the lonely f- come in and, and find a place that they are welcomed in, if the poor come in and find a place that they are welcomed in, if people that totally are lost in identity, if they, if they come in and they find identity in Jesus, that's marvelous, people. That's why we are created, to worship God, to build his kingdom. Why, why should we fail you, church? And then I talk about not only the Sunday meetings, but in general. It's that because of Jesus, his love for the church. Jesus loves his church. He even calls the church his bride. And if we love Jesus, we probably, you know, you, mostly the people that you love, you also love the things that they are passionate about. I love Maria very much, and suddenly I feel that I love things, uh, uh, what, what Maria is doing, and, I, and in the beginning it was a little bit weird, <laughs> this, is not, this is not me, and now I'm really, yeah, let, let's go. I, I love her passions, I love what she's doing as well. Why, because I love her. My passion is, uh, is Maria, so I start to love the things that she's doing, sometimes a bit unusual for a man, <laughs> I need to get used to that. But suddenly, I start to love it. Why? Because my wife loves it and I love her. And that's the same with Jesus. If we really love Jesus, you start to love what his heart is beating for. And what is his heart beating for? The church. And of course, we can, we can support Christian organizations that do great things in cities around us. But God's plan A, what we can read in the book of Acts, what we can read in the whole Bible is to build his kingdom. And how, how he's doing that is his plan A, the church. Are you ready to invest in the church? I don't mean in money, only money. Are you ready to give yourself up for the church? To say, yes, I wanna build his kingdom through the church. I wanna take part in this. I wanna glorify God. And you know, it, it it will help you as an individual. It will grow you. 
But if, if, if you come in and say, yes, I'm going to do this, it will grow us as a church community, and it will grow his kingdom in this city, and it will, it will absolutely grow God's glory. It's for his worship. It's for his honor. I want to finish with uh, a few verses in Hebrews. And it says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, we, God created for us a way to, to enter the holy places, to come before him by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, so a temple was having priests and they were the mediators, but now we have a great priest, that's Jesus Christ, that made for us the way that, that, that is there to just constantly bring us back to God, to constantly be mediating for us. Since we have a great priest over the house of God, house of God, the church, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. We serve a faithful God, a God that is faithful. We can trust him. And let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as a habit of some, but, to, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Let's stand together. Let's worship this King of Kings that made a way for us.